0: Welcome to the Real Talk with Real Fit Pros podcast, where fitness professionals learn to get what they're worth. With over 30 years of combined experience in the fitness industry, Jonathan Loudermilk and Mark the Fitness Ninjas Almanoff share their expertise in helping fit pros work smarter, earn more, and design a business that they love. Learn about effective social media strategies, organic marketing, client acquisition and retention, and whatever other shenanigans John and Mark bring to the table. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros.
1: Hello, boys and girls. It's your boy, Jonathan, over here as part of the duo of the Fit Pro Bros, and I've got my, my PIC, partner in crime, Mark, the fitness ninja, Zalmanoff. What's going on, buddy? What's happening, man? It's Inauguration Day. woo New president, who dis?
0: (laughs) Good grief! (laughs) I saw that one of my one of my clients sent me this great conspiracy theory of today that the the inauguration was still going to happen, but then all those troops that are there is like twenty five thousand National Guard or something that they're sealing off the city, but then the Marines are going to get dropped in, and they're going to seal up all the tunnels. And then they're going to round them all up and arrest them. Obama, Biden, and Pelosi. And they're going to do a military tribunal. It's going to be on TV. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I shit you not. I, told, I was like, man, that'd that actually make a really good movie story, like a movie plot.
1: That's how Batman started when Bane took over the city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. This is terrible. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Y'all didn't come here to talk about the listeners talk about politics, but you know, so I know we always kick off the show with an awesome story. And you know what? We're gonna have to unfortunately break the the crotch story streak today with uh you know, there's only so many dick stories we can tell on an episode, which I'm sure there'll be some in the later episodes, but Mark's got a pretty uh interesting story about a trainer meeting, I believe, that he's gonna yep. tee up for us before we get into the meat of the show.
0: Yeah, so Many, many moons ago at a big box gym that I worked at, I was in the management staff. So I was an assistant department head or whatever it was called. And every Friday we had a trainer. We had a meeting of just the the management staff and then we go out to eat. So we'd meet for like an hour or so and then we'd go to some local restaurant and just throw down. Now, you know, this was I was probably in my early mid 20s. And most of the staff, you know, we were kind of around that same age and it was mostly dudes. So, you know, sometimes it just became a pissing contest of like who could eat the most food because what the hell, you know, why not? So we end up at Red Lobster. And for those of you who are not familiar with Red Lobster, I don't know where you live, but they have the most amazing bread offerings. And that is the Cheddar Bay Biscuits, by the way. They are amazing. I, I haven't eaten a red lobster in like, I don't know, eight years, nine years. Like the, are you the last a business? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's one here in Frisco, and, and every time I drive by, there's people there, but I man, it just tears me up. I can't do it.
1: It's the blue hair demographic, man. They keep them rolling, <laughs> Mamie. They love seafood. They love that shit.
0: That was one of those places where, like, as a kid, you thought you were super fancy when you were red lobster, oh. then you grow up and you're like, oh. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, so so you know, they bring those biscuits out like first thing. Like, you know, they sit you down, here's your silverware, here's your biscuits. You're like, "Oh, all right." So for whatever reason we decided we were going to have a biscuit eating contest. Meanwhile, we're still having the rest of our food. So the salad comes and the dinner comes and we always got dessert because I don't know why. So I'm eating these biscuits and I'm eating my food and I'm eating the biscuits and I'm eating the food and I'm keeping track. And we get to, I think like eight biscuits in and it's just, yeah, these okay. So there are 170 calories for point of reference, by the way. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm like eight biscuits and a salad in and maybe some shrimp or something. And then we get to nine and like, then it's just me and one other dude and we get to 10 and I, you know, by that point, like my heart rates up, <laughs> I'm doing that like heavy breathing, that Thanksgiving feeling, you know? And, and uh, I kind of look at the dude and I, I grab one more and I break it in half and just, like shove it in my mouth. 10 and a half. And he's like, I'm out, dude. I'm out. So, so I, I won then. <laughs> and then I ate all of my meal. I shared dessert with whatever we we're having. And then when we got back to the gym, I went, there was, we had this education room and I went and just laid down. Because I felt so <laughs> terrible. Like my body was in overdrive, just trying to process the amount of calories that I just consumed easily, like 3,500 calories in that one sitting. God, I felt I felt awful till probably the next day. I mean, it was probably when I woke up the next day. And then of course I'm like bloated all like hell. And oh you have God. clients after that? I think I had like one in the afternoon. Ooh.
1: And yeah. Yeah. That that's kidding. where it gets bad is like now you got to work afterward, right? Now you got to work with people and talk about being healthy and just feel like shit, right? I
0: awesome. just ate thirty five hundred calories, so right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as what I did. <laughs>
0: oh, if you're listening to this, don't don't do that. Don't go eat ten cheddar bacon. <laughs> it wasn't even it was it was Red Lobster.
1: <laughs> wasn't even a fancy place, man. If I would have known any better
0: back then, I would have been ashamed.
1: But I I love most about fitness is we can turn anything into a competition. (laughs) Yep. Competitive about everything. Like, oh my God. Cool, man. Well, we'll just hop into the meat of the episode. So, what we're going to talk about is value. What is it? Where is it? How do I find it? How do I can com- communicate that to people? And the reason we, we wanted to, to do an episode on this is we run a pretty cool program called Fit Pro Collective, uh Shameless Plug. So I dropped right there. And we had one of our uh our clients, you know, make a post. And what was this a few weeks ago, Mark? That yeah, he made this yeah. post, and he put it out there, he goes, Hey, I think I just made a mistake and bombed the sale by talking about the features too much. Lesson learned, right now. Thankfully, um, you know, this one particular client is really self-reflective and and it's going through and analyzing, right? Which is what we should always be doing to get better at our craft. But, you know, to go through that process and to really think about what we're actually doing for people, I I, I see it happen a lot. We get stuck on the features, right? We get too in love with our own product and service and the bells and whistles, and we have a great appreciation for it. Right. Some of us more than others that you know, like Mark's been in this industry for almost 20 years, right? 18 years. So we remember the days when it was brown folders. (laughs) How you did everything. Manila
0: folders, man. All the manila folders.
1: You didn't have TRX, you didn't have all these things, right? But to the actual client, they don't care. Right. At the end of the day. You know, it's really what what did they really want to get out of this program and out of this service And the clear that we can get on that, the better we can communicate on actually getting them to actually take friggin action, which is the most important part. And then from there, we can actually give them the result versus if we overwhelm them with like, here's all the features and here's what all the buttons do. Uh, we end up losing them and we lose an opportunity to change their life and you lose an opportunity to fill your bank account just a little bit
0: higher. Yeah, amen to that. And so, um, I'm going to give you guys a little analogy first, and and we'll talk about this a little bit more. So, the, this one's a little bit old, but there's a different take on this. So, it, it goes like this: no one, no one wants to buy a drill. No one wants a drill. Typically, you know, you you go and you're and you're looking at these drills, and there's all these you know different bits and bolts and whatever. I'm not a construction dude, so yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just an idiot when it comes to those things. Anyway. No one wants a drill. What they say is you want the hole in the wall because that's what the drill provides. So it's not like you're roaming around going, I need a drill and you get the drill and you just sit there with it. Like, no, it, the drill has to do something. And that's something that the drill does is it drills a hole somewhere. But the hole isn't really what we want either. We want the hole so we can put a nail in it or a screw in it. But then that's not the end of it either. What we really want is, you know, John goes to find a drill because he needs to put a hole in the wall because he needs to put a nail in the wall so he can put up a picture. So his wife starts telling him, hey, when are you going to hang that fucking picture up? And then John has a happy wife. So what John wants is a happy wife. (laughs) No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John you know, doesn't you know. want a drill. He doesn't want a hole. He doesn't want a screw in the hole. He wants a happy wife. So when we look at fitness and, and you fit pros out there, when we're talking about what we provide for our clients, you know, yeah, it's fun to say, hey, I got this thing and I, you know, I have this app and, and I use these tools and that's, that's all fine. But what we got to figure out is, what is the client that's sitting in front of us actually want? And we have to be willing to dig those extra layers to figure that out. Because I I used to do, here's a, here's a little tip for you. I used to do all these assessments and I'd tell people, Hey, I want you to give me three things that you would like to achieve with your health and fitness goals. And I don't want you to use the words weight loss or tone. And I would get this like, Oh, like people just have this look on their face like, oh, oh what, what do I say now? And what I was trying to do was get to the root of what they want. Everybody says, oh, I want to lose some weight. OK, well, that's great. But, but why? And then why? And then why, why, why? Until you really understand the root of the problem when somebody goes, I've always been made fun of from the time I was in middle school and my self-confidence is low and I don't like what I see in the mirror. And that's where we start to be able to add value instead of like, oh, well, I use this technique of my, you know, my fat burning, blah, blah, blah. You know, nobody gives a shit about any of that. Right. And half the, half the time it's BS anyway. Y'all know that. So stop it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, I think of it like, what are things that I buy that I'm thinking like that? And the first thing comes to mind is whenever I get my like oil changed or my car fixed or whatever and I get the, the one mechanic that wants to go engineer mode on me and explain to me the nuances of how my car operates and how it's put together. I'm like, dude, I don't I don't care. I just want to stop making this weird noise whenever I drive because I'm scared I'm going to blow up and die. Like, can you, t- can you fix that for me, right? So think about that with your own decisions that you're making. And when you can get really clear on what that is for your client, like Mark just gave a, a, an awesome example, and it's funny, the same thing that I did, I asked it in a slightly different way. But the way I looked at it is when we got to that why question is it should make you slightly uncomfortable when they give you the answer. That's how you know you've hit the bone. Amen. And I've had some people tell me some some things that you don't tell someone that you've talked to for 10 or 15 minutes, kind of stuff. And that just told me, like, cool, I've made this person feel comfortable, I've built rapport with them, and I've built that environment or that they can give me the truth because for me to move them forward to the next step, I have to have two things. I have to have airtight logic. Like it has to make sense, right? Like you can't just not talk about how your program works and (laughs) go, I can help you lose weight. If you chain smoke cigarettes, like that's not going to (laughs) make sense. Technically would it work? Yeah. Probably not the best way of doing that. So you got to have a sound plan, right. And be confident that you know your plan, but you need that airtight emotional case because people buy an emotion and justify with logic, now, think about how many times you bought something and then you reverse engineered like why you made that decision after the fact. And if you and for me, when I think of it, like my wife, as logical as she is, she's definitely the brainy person in, in our relationship. It's funny to watch her make decisions and then rewalk her way through the logical aspects where I know emotionally you made it based on this. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. We all operate that way. We either want to feel good or we want to avoid pain. If we really want to break it down to who we are as just another animal and creature on the planet, so is the person running from pain and what do I need to do to stop that pain? Or are they running towards pleasure like you said, Mark, and they see that better version of themselves and they want to get there? Once we get really clear on which one they're drawn towards, then it allows you to build your program and solving that uh, either or for them.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for those of you who have been doing this for a long time, you know, I look back and I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen tears in a consultation. Yeah. And, and it's that rapport that you just talked about, John, of, of building that, that trust immediately where somebody feels like, mm. oh, I can finally tell somebody this because they've been holding it in because they're ashamed. They don't want to admit it. They don't want to tell their spouse. But deep down, there's something that, that has really driven them to that point that they're sitting in front of you and they're listening to you say, hey, I can solve your problem. And in that moment, they don't care what the structure of the workout is. They don't care how many times a week they need to come in. They don't care how cool your app is. They don't care what toys you have in the gym. All they care about is I think this person can actually solve the issue that I've been dealing with for years and years on end and help me to overcome this. And I, and you know, you see those tears and you see that emotion and that's you providing value, not telling them, here's my bells and whistles and you're going to get this and I'm going to give you a meal plan and nobody gives a shit about your meal plan. Nobody's going to follow it anyway. So stop that too. I'm going to keep telling you, I'll stop a bunch of stuff. Stop doing meal plans. Nobody wants it. <laughs> Unless you're a registered dietitian, but, but it's true. And, and and I think, you know, those clients will also be your best clients too. When, when you've done enough on your end to provide the value and paint the vision of what you're going to create for them and they go, yes, I want that. Then they'll do whatever you tell them to do. And that's when it gets real good because now you got clients from day one that are bought in. They're not skeptical. They're not questioning. They're not going, well, I've had trainers before that, you know, they couldn't help me either. Well, you know, whatever, whatever, for whatever reason that is. But, you know, when you get buy-in from day one, those are the people that stick with you forever. And that's the reason that I got clients that have been training with me for eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, almost 13 years now, because I got buy-in from day one and they love it. And, and, and that's only done through providing value. There's no way around it. No, again, I've been in so many different gyms over the last 18 years. I've been in, you know, little shit hole in the walls. I've been in the corner of somebody else's gym. I'm back to my own gym. And I've had people follow me to all those same places because of me. You know, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it's just it's what I provide for them. They don't care what the environment is. They trust and they know that, hey, if if I'm with Mark, Mark's going to take good care of me.
1: Yeah. Well said, man. So so what's the meat to take away from this? Well, one, the main thing they want is the result. Right. So if you're always talking about the result and by result, I mean what they actually really want. Right. Not just talking about toning or weight loss, but what's the result of that? Right. That's the first thing to communicate. So get clear on that. And then the next exercise that I would give you if you're sitting here like I I don't know how to take what I do and translate that into a conversation that demonstrates value is write down everything that's a feature that you provide. Like I give you access to my software, which gives you this, I give you the workouts, I give you coaching calls, I give you whatever that is. And then with this lens, right out to the side, how does that solve a specific problem for that person that you want to work with? And when you take the time to write this stuff out, it's going to rewire your mindset. It's going to help you in terms of how you communicate it. But I'm also, what's going to happen is you're going to realize you're probably not charging enough. <laughs> <laughs> when you really look at it and go, damn, I'm only asking for a couple hundred dollars off. This is something that's changing someone's life, not just the exercise and to feel better, but like all these other areas. And you're going to start to realize, man, maybe I'm worth just a little bit more than I give myself credit for.
0: Man. I, that's if, if, if y'all are listening to this and you didn't just write some shit down, you need to rewind, hit that back 15 second thing a few times and go take notes on that because that that's fucking gold right there, John. And 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 when John says write it down, I mean, write it down, like get out a pen and some paper and physically write it down, because, you know, thing about it, we're very visual people. Like if you're a coach, you're you're probably a visual learner. That's you know, we we, we look at bodies moving all the time. That's the way we're trained. And so just thinking about it in your head or, you know, typing it up in your notes. Like, no, you need to physically write that stuff down because that's powerful. And and when you begin to do that and you're like, oh, like I keep talking about this, but they don't care <laughs> because they care of what that does. Right. And when you can speak intelligently to that, man, it's, it. It changes the game. And, and, and ultimately, it makes the sales process so much easier because, what, do, John, what do we always hear from people? I don't want to be salesy. All right. Well, then you got to up your skill set so you don't sound salesy, right. so you don't feel salesy. And so when you're having a conversation with somebody about what you can do for them, it's truly a conversation about what you can do for them and not trying to close them on whatever program yeah. you're trying to close them on. And,
1: and here's the thing. If you already know... The objections that they typically have or the concerns, uncertainty is how I like the, the phrase that, what they really want, and you can communicate that without them having to bring any of it up because you already know before because you did your homework, they're going to start to unconsciously go, wow, this guy or girl gets me, which means they, they feel that you have true empathy for them, which is a big part of this, Right. And then it's the confidence that like, hey, here's how this is going to solve you. And I know it will solve you if we do X, Y, and Z. You're going to overcome 99% of the objections or issues that you've had just by doing that without even having to be salesy and have one-liners in your back pocket and be a quote-unquote closer Right, because you're already closing because you already did the research and you understand what they want, and need, and you can communicate it in such a way that they just has that unspoken bond that they're like, "Wow, this person knows me. They get me. They can solve my problem. Cool." How much money do I need to give you today? <laughs> That's what that yeah. turns into.
0: Yeah, and and you know it takes repetition. We all know that. I mean, just like getting stronger in the gym, you got to do the reps. You get better as time goes on. You know, I, I I've said this before. I feel sorry for some of the people that I worked with, like. The first couple years of my career. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I was just
1: well man. The first couple clients I had, it was at a Gold's gym, and uh I'll never forget them. It was was two sisters that were in their 60s, and by god, man, like the only reason he stuck with me, Mark, is because they knew I gave a shit, but I fucked up all their programming and did all that stuff wrong. But they were like He's a really nice boy, and I know he's passionate and he cares. Like I'm like, thank you, Ellen, for for having patience for me because like I, for what I lacked in skill, I made up for an effort. <laughs> what a nice young man you what are! a nice young man. He's he's like my grandson, you know. <laughs> you know, my fitness manager's like Jonathan. We got to talk, man. I'm like, why you got them doing all this crazy shit over
0: here? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Because it keeps me interested. But like I don't know. I'm,
1: it's what I did today. You're like she's sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well,
0: dude, that's uh, seriously, that there's a lot of gold in there, and and I hope again, I hope you coaches are are listening because so much of this is we're speaking from experience, we're speaking from mistakes that we've made in our careers, and if we can help you guys avoid some of those things and fast track the process and stay in the game to be profitable and successful and that's what we're here for. Yeah. And you know, it's the whole reason that John and I are in business together with the Fit Pro Collective is just to really help good coaches be in business and stay in business and grow a business because our field is I mean, we have such tremendous turnover. There's still so many coaches out there treating it like a part-time gig when they and wondering why they're struggling because they're not treating it like a full-time business. So, you know, I I hope you guys learned some things today. I hope you took some notes. Go back and listen again and, uh, you know, understand where we're coming from with this stuff because we've we've been doing this for a really long time. I mean, this is year 19 for me. 19 damn years I've been coaching. That's crazy. Coming up on 13. My my career will be able to drink in two years. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, man, for sure. So at the end of the day, you know, if all the stuff that we're giving you to think about, you know, let that marinate a little bit and just keep it simple. At the end of the day, if you want to influence someone to take the leap in the commitment to work with you, your value just has to exceed the cost. That's all it is. Yep. When you can get that formula right, you can literally sell any program, any package to any person. You just got to decide what do I want to be worth at the end of that to build that equation so that I can go get what I'm worth and I don't have to quit. I don't have to keep this as a side hustle and I can do this full time. And then you can get new devils with new levels as you continue to level up, which is a great problem to have. Um, and you can keep going onward and upward. That's what we want for you.
0: I'll take that. So you guys, thanks for listening man have a great day if you enjoyed this i'm sure it's on the bumper i forgot what we said at the end of this thing because we got this thing that we attach to the end of every podcast in case <laughs> you've never done a podcast before that's how this shit works but uh if you enjoyed this go give us a review subscribe all that good stuff and uh y'all get out there and make good choices john hit him with the tagline baby go get what you're worth yeah, yeah damn good, damn good show Thank you so much for listening we hope you found value and entertainment in our content listen we love helping fit pros get paid with their worth and we have something we would love for you to take advantage of
1: absolutely so go to fitprocollective.com forward slash bootcamp to download our free business boot camp on taking your training business online. This is no BS sales pitch. This is actual strategies that you can implement right now to move your business forward.
0: Finally, again, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and review. Let us know what you think. Thanks again for listening to Real Talk with Real Fit Pros, where we help fit pros what? Get
1: what they're worth.
0: Yeah.